again to Film Shots. What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Joel Marshall, and my co-host is here, and his name is Dr. Jesse Rines. What's up? And uh, we're here in uh, Santa Monica or something. Are you filming this? No, no we're not shooting. Audio. See, it yes, looks like audio, audio man. Like, but there's a, yeah, there's a lens audio. cap on. <laughs> I yeah. keeped that. That's why I was no, asking. That's what everybody right. says. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because the uh, content people are like, we want video. Video's the mm -hmm. way to go. Right. And then all our guests are like, are you videotaping me? <laughs> you better not be videotaping me. That's so well, funny. I think that that's, huh? the, that's the thing. By the, by the way, we're with Kitty mm -hmm. um, today. And Kitty is um, a person who does a variety of things from motion capture mm -hmm. to voiceovers. Mm -hmm. Hi, Kitty. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Do film shots. <laughs> nice little shout out right there. Yeah, Thanks so much for having me on film shots. Yes, yes. We are very pleased that, that you're here. Um, Joel has just um, met uh, Kitty, but we've been friends for quite some time. Um, and she was for a long time on a program on BET, Black Entertainment Television. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us ab about that? Sure. I played a character named Sita. Most Sita. Of the black community is familiar with this character. A lot of women, well, women, people in general. It's always funny. This is my favorite accounting of it. I did it for almost close to four years. Mm -hmm. um, it was a cable show. It was based, and a lot of people think it was animated, meaning that it was a cartoon, but it's actually motion capture um, where they use infrared cameras and um, tracking devices on my body in order to track my movements. And I did the voiceover. and. You know, she was ghetto fabulous. Mm -hmm. It's a very good show. It's a very popular show. I just think it's interesting to see people's reaction when you meet them. And, you know, they're cordial. They're professional. They speak to you. And somebody mentions that you were Sita. And, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I love it. Because it just, you know, all the coolness comes off. Oh, yes, very nice to meet you. Hi. Oh, you're Kitty. Okay. What? Girl, you were Sita? Shut up. Oh, my God. And they just go into this whole, you know, it just... It's like it takes the top layer off. Yeah, exactly. So it's very, very cool. Sita was quite a character. She would introduce the videos, um, the music videos on the, the show. What was There was a... The name of the show was Sita? Sita's World. Sita's World. And she would introduce the videos, and she would also have something... Um, encouraging to say <laughs> to the audience. It wasn't yeah, just about yeah, the no. video, it was about how to protect yourself. Um, for instance, if you're having sex, you should wear a condom. A condom. If you're, what, what other well, kinds of the, things? Did you we do? tried to target, we had a huge audience. You know, our, our target audience was primar primarily adults because these are adult music videos that are being shown. You know, Sita acted as a host, a VJ, uh -huh. you know, and she threw to videos. Um, but the, what made Sita so interesting or so much fun was that, as I said, not only was she ghetto fabulous, so she had her own way of speak, but it was more um, a relationship that she had with the younger viewers because, you know, we tried to target adults, but kids would rush home to see Sita. And I don't know if that was because of the, the you know, the animated appeal or whatever, but she always had something smart to say. And, you know, she talked a great deal about... Um, a lot of different subjects, you know, I think it's interesting that people only remember when she talked bad about the different artists or whatever, or would make fun oh, of, that's what poke that's, fun uh -huh. of, you know, s certain people in the industry, um, celebrities and so forth. But in addition to that, I mean, we, we tackled subjects like the ISIS papers and how important it is to vote and, you mm -hmm. know, um, black history. What are the, the ISIS papers? Those were from Francis Quest, Cress Welsing, mm -hmm. um, who was at Howard University, so a psychologist at exactly. Howard University. And can you tell us how, well, give us an example example of how would CETA tackle the ISIS papers? <laughs> well, I mean, and see, that's the thing. I hate to say dumb it down because I don't think that that's what we were 
we're doing. We're just trying, trying to make it relatable to our, our um, audience. So, you know, the way that you and I might speak about it would not be the way that Sita would introduce it right. to her people. She would just, you know, so in character. book out. I know y'all are not hip to it, and you know, but it's something y'all need to go look into because it is important. It's about your past, and baby, you know, if you don't know about your past, you ain't never gonna know about your future. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, so just give it <laughs> like a Cita, little, y'all. <laughs> right, just give a little funky uh -huh. background or whatever, and then just every segment give them some insight into what the book is about. Mm -hmm. Encourage them to go get it. Give them other books that mm -hmm. are comparable that sort of thing so you have a pretty unique voice the actual vocal quality as well as um <laughs> the, the the way that that you you speak the language that you use is that your own language jesse what do you mean is it my that's own what I language mean. is it your own language that's right when i speak cedar yeah no not not at all so it does that come out of um the, the black community in america is is that okay what i'm gonna that need you is? to act like you're a black man in the community okay? that's gonna be this okay not relatable to you at all uh, it's you completely know? relatable okay, i'm gonna to ask me. it is that your own language <laughs> that you made up i mean what is this is that like something he's from that... like ireland <laughs> well the, the, you know, like the thing is Washingtonian. <clears throat> this is the thing this plays in Ireland. Okay. Right? So, so Irish to... people do, in fact, write us in. Okay, but German you still have people to write ask us the question in. in a familiar vernacular. As if oh. to say, this is, you know, it, does everyone. I don't know. I don't know. It just sounded funny to me the way he posed uh -huh. the question. But to answer well, your question. Well, that's because you know me so well exactly. and you know it's that I'm funny. down. And you're Washingtonian. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so Tzita is derivative of a lot of different people that I know. I, I made her, you know, I have to get big. I made her, like, you know. Amalgamation. She's a of actual of, people, individuals that you know. So you. So that I grew up with in DC, oh, okay. Washington DC. Great. So the uh -huh. accent is definitely DC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Smacking your tongue and all that, uh -huh. you know that is Washington D.C. all uh -huh. day, every day, southeast, uh -huh. not southeast, southeast, <laughs> southeast. Right. That's right. Damn. That's just you know a lot of my friends. Well, I know when out. when I was a, a kid, my my younger brother Jerome and I. Well, he started it. He started imi imitating black older people mm. from the south <laughs> and i started picking it up and we just do it all the time it's right. like that 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 way of speaking it's, uh -huh. it's a strange kind of southern because it's not real southern um um speech but a little twang yeah it's a little twang to it and there's some other kinds of things that are in there that i can't explain you know it's funny to me that i've made a living doing this and yeah. i mean my my voiceover stuff pretty, pretty much these days is my bread and butter and i'm so grateful for it but i would never have thunk it like mm -hmm. i never you know in high school especially in college defining what you want to do with mm -hmm. your life and where you want to go it was never I mean I, I didn't even know this existed right you know you I mean? tell right. us about that how does somebody get into the voiceover industry and what is that exactly what's dope about that too mm -hmm. I'm sorry I digress a lot it's that's just okay. that um no that's good people that are established um, actors ask me a lot how they how to get into it mm -hmm. and I just it, it feels so good if I feel really proud of the fact that I've been able to crack this little nut because you know these people are doing quite well in the on-screen arena and you know they're like fascinated about how to do the voiceover changeover so it's a good thing I haven't been able to make the leap on the other side but I've what's been the other side oh the, the on camera I mean on I, I host as uh -huh. I did with Sita, and I um, I'm actually just got hired to be a um, an interviewer slash host on Star's movie channel. It's called the B Side. Oh, great! Yes, yeah, so I'm right. pretty excited about that. That must mean on the black side. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. That's cool with me, baby. So, how does someone get into into that? You? Yeah, I I would suggest anybody that's interested in doing voiceover work. Um, there's a way for you to shop your own 
jobs, if you will, you know, like anything in this industry, it's a matter of how badly you want it. Mm -hmm. You know, you get representation, you get agents and managers and so forth that you make a part of your team and you work together in order to get your work or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's really up to you to be your own hustler. So mm -hmm. I would suggest that initially you, um, if you want to get instruction, that's always helpful. You know what I mean? Just to give you some basics. So there are people who do teach voiceover oh, classes? Definitely. definitely. Oh, really? There are lots of them offer. Kalmason and Kalmason is probably one of the biggest ones in Burbank. Uh -huh. and, um, How do you spell Kalmason? K-A-M-E-L-S-O-N. Okay. So double it up, Kalmason and Kalmason. They they're, probably have a website. Mm, yeah, yeah. They're very well established. They've been around for a long time. They hold auditions there. That's how I found out about it. And the, mm -hmm. uh, ironically enough, I've never had any formal training. That's what I think is so crazy about it like I think it primarily my personal um, interest in it or um, ability to do it do it you know change voices have characters if you will is from my mother you know, oh, from, yes. uh, from Jesse's ex my ex. <laughs> uh, for really? forever ago. Yeah. yeah that's my wow, I didn't know that. That's mm -hmm. how I know Jesse. That's pretty crazy. That's Isn't right. that crazy? <laughs> Jesse was like, oh, I have the best memories of Jesse. I have great pictures when I was younger than Khalil. Uh huh. Like. I don't know. Khalil is her oh, son, son who is here now. And he is now how old? He'll be May May 1st, he'll be eight. May 1st, he'll be eight that. years old. It's crazy. He's a handsome dude. He's running he's around here somewhere. He is almost <laughs> obedient, too. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we try. We work on that. We beat him every night and try to get him into submission. But anyway, sorry. I told, as I told you, I do digress. I, um, the best way to get into this, honestly, is to get some training if that's what you're interested in. If you think that you already have um, what it takes in order to create characters of your own, obviously voice characters, um, and the more defined they are, the more details you have about them, the better you'll well, Give us some examples, because you're doing some voiceover work now, right? Yeah, I um, have two shows on Disney Channel. I do um, two cartoons, which I'm real mm -hmm. happy about. Cartoons are pretty lucrative. Right. <laughs> well, really tell cool. us about those. What I, well, as I was going to say, when I did CETA, I, um, BET relocated us from D.C. to New York, and then from New York to L.A. Mm -hmm. And so I have, after having got out here, I had no idea how this business works mm -hmm. in terms of getting representation and you know, going after certain jobs. I, I, I mean, Cedar fell in my lap. It was nothing mm -hmm. but divinity that got me that gig. So I had no idea how to finagle the next move. And um, the manager that I had at the time took me into an agency and got me a voiceover representative, which is great because then, you know, you go in for auditions and that's just how it happened. I got my voiceover audition and I, I booked the, the show. So how do, often do these auditions take place? I know I have a lot of uh, some friends who are voiceover talent. Really? And it seems like they're at auditions, voiceover auditions often. Yeah. And uh, they, a lot of times they go to their agency and yeah. do the audition. They, Can they you explain boots. that a little bit, how sure. that works? Well, there are, um, some agencies are equipped with their own booths, as is mine, as is the one that I was at. A recording booth? Recording booth. You okay. go in, it's very small, um, most of the time. Um, there's more than one in mm -hmm. the agency, depending on how big the place is. And they sit in one room, and there's a glass Who are partition. they? The, the people who are auditioning you? Exactly. But... They work there. They are not um, casting directors. They're not people that come in from the outside. These are my actual agents mm -hmm. um, that are sitting there working with me, giving me pointers about how they think I should, you know, read the script or whatever. I There's see. always a breakdown. On and your what's sides. a breakdown? There's a breakdown is basically a um, description of what they expect you to sound like. So if you had a breakdown on a on a um, on camera audition, mm -hmm. then it will be what they expected you to look like. Mm -hmm. oh, um, okay. mm -hmm. um, 
and the breakdown is written at the top of what are called sides. Sides are just basically just the information that you need in order to give you a little bit background about the project and give you the lines that you're supposed to read from. Mm -hmm. So you familiarize yourself with that. You read it over. I'm not very good with that whole studying thing. I think if you think too hard about something, which is what I do most of the time in my life. <laughs> so when I go into auditions, I try really hard to like just read it once free. or twice yeah mm -hmm. you know maybe practice it depending on what it calls for and then just you know go in there and do it because the good news is it's not like it's a one take you mm -hmm. go in there and you work with as I said the agent there's a glass partition and a door you walk through the door obviously there's a um, mic you know and headphones you adjust those to for you you know to accommodate you and then the agency the agent sits on the other side with the glass and they're working the boards basically working the computer or whatever to record you and they um you know just give you some direction like let's say I'm auditioning for a cartoon and they ask for a nine-year-old boy you know and he's supposed to come in and say you know uh, dad I missed the bus you have to take me to school so maybe the way that I say it is not urgent enough maybe I'm sounding too old too young you know maybe um, you know what I personally am working on and I don't want this to come across the wrong way because I love being a black woman but in the world of voiceovers it's really important that you be able to sound regionless and so I recently have um, bought some books and some DVDs and some I mean some CDs that help me to practice sounding regionless because even on the phone you know I think I'm pretty articulate you know I, I know that I have a, a vast vocabulary I'm a pretty smart girl but you can still tell that I'm an African-American. And there's nothing wrong with that, as I stated initially. I, I love being black woman. But well, can you give us an example of your regionless um, speech? I, I don't have it down pat yet, unfortunately. Okay. I can still hear the twang. There's just mm -hmm. a little something on the ends of my words or sure. that doesn't resonate Well, this is, as, you know, like American accent training. Exactly. You know, like this is <clears throat> something that... Um, Foreigners who might uh, immigrate to the United States always are looking for a way of getting rid of, well, well gaining an American exactly. accent. That's and what it can be very for. difficult. I have a Absolutely. friend who's from Ukraine, and he he works hard on mm. removing his Ukrainian accent. Right. And uh, you know, it it can be difficult work. I'm I'm from Seattle, and mm. I know a lot of people. Uh, they I a lot of times they'll go to people. No, a lot of times they'll go to people <laughs> from Seattle because apparently that's the standard. American. It is. No accent. It is. Uh, it is. You know, but whatever that is, whatever no accent is, it doesn't seem But whenever really he speaks, sense, I can hear rain in the background. <laughs> I don't know why it is. I think there's it's a dark rain. cloud in right. us right now. Right now. <laughs> but tell me, um, um, so the Disney shows are, what are the names of the Disney shows and uh, who are you on them? One is called Witch. And oh, my I've character is Tarani. Oh, okay. Um, it's basically about five girls, and I like it because it's diversified. I also like it because it's a huge following. I just don't think they did very well with the marketing. We might not get mm -hmm. picked back up, but either way. Um, what does that mean, get picked back up? Um, the show come back for another season. Okay, and when do you usually find out about that kind of thing? Is it in the There's middle no of the telling. season? It There's doesn't. no telling. There's no, right. The, this world is so interesting. This industry, I should say, is very mm -hmm. interesting because there's a whole lot of hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. You know, they want you to be there yesterday yeah, and then absolutely. you sit there for hours and hours and hours business. or whatever yeah it's, it's the business in general mm -hmm. the entertainment I think people are often like shocked when they get on a film set and realize that oh, you Mark. spend probably 99% of the time City. as a perform as a performer especially exactly. just Talent. waiting 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 then all right. of a sudden they're like come on, come on do it now. Right, let's go, let's do go. the right. thing now because right. I guess they feel, you know if you have all this downtime you should be as prepared as possible yeah. mm -hmm. you want to go take a nap in your trailer that's on you but you mm -hmm. don't know when we're going to call you and when you're going to be you know needed to the be the biggest thing is maintaining your energy, I yeah, think. Yeah. So definitely. that when they do call you, you're, you're ready to go, you're fresh. And you're ready and you're to do it again. Right. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Right. And again. Yeah. And what's, what's the other tedious. show? 
Um, the other show is called um, American Dragon. That's the more uh -huh. popular of the two. Um, and I, I, I just, I, I love what I do. It's very cool. Who do you play on American? Trixie. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's a main character, American Dragon, called Jake Long. Uh -huh. He's a, um, he's a dragon. I mean, he's a real kid, but he has the power to be a dragon. Uh -huh. he, and so, of course, there's this whole underworld that he knows about and so forth. And his two best buds are Spud mm -hmm. um, and Trixie. And oh, so Trixie okay. is... She's super head. She's a lot like me, so it's not hard at all to do her. Mm -hmm. And the good news with Dick, uh, Disney's, the first year we started doing this, I like to talk. Maybe picked up on that. <laughs> so I ad-libbed a lot with the, the, the scripts because, you know, I love these guys. But they're two young white guys from, like, Seattle. They have no clue Poor about, guys. you know, I don't know. Like, I love them to death. No, seriously, they, they, they are cool as a fan. But... You know, they're just not hip. They're like, well, we watch MTV, but we don't really know, you know. And I love that they came at me like that from the very beginning, uh -huh. you know. And they were just like, so anything you want to throw in there that you think would sound better, you know, do what you do. We might have to still record it as written, but we'll have the option. Now, did you um, get these two jobs from going to auditions, yes. like you said? Yeah. Okay. I do they? Them. I booked some Nickelodeon ones, too. Do they animate to your voice? How cool you is that? You do the voice first, and then they animate. Exactly, because there's such a thing called ADR. Mm -hmm. um, and that is? I'm about to say, I don't know what ADR stands for, sorry. I know what it is, but I forgot now. Okay. Uh, we will put something in our, uh, on we'll our website. We'll figure it out. That put something yeah, what that yeah, is. Um, and another, people also call it looping, too, I well, think. But a looping's different. a different thing. Yeah, right? yeah, looping's pretty cool, too. I was trying to join this looping group, actually, but I haven't heard from them. Isn't looping basically just um, fixing what's already done? You no, looping, loop? well, that's ADR. Okay. ADR is going in and they're saying this line didn't sound right, right. or, you know, you know, executives up in their office, they have no clue. So, I think people use the word looping incorrectly a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the so difference too. between ADR and looping? ADR is going in to either fix the problems that occurred the first time on the mm -hmm. taping, the shoot, mm -hmm or to add something that they think would make it better or to change, you know, it's a change or it's, 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 it's So yeah. like if the dialogue wasn't, if you couldn't hear the dialogue originally, you, you want to go back in and change it. Exactly. Or um, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't, um, yeah, if it wasn't loud enough, it was, if it was too loud. Or if you want to change a word, sometimes they can exactly. change a word, All sometimes they can change thing. the dialogue completely, like if you're looking Rewrite at the back the of somebody's altogether. head. And you'll notice this, I'm sure people notice this in films and also on television, sometimes continuity. it just doesn't seem right, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. their lips are a little bit off. Right. And some or, people are really good at this and yeah. some people aren't as good oh my gosh and it's so interesting to me because the way that they set it up is you go in you get the script but i mean it's not even like a full script it's just lines that you have to do over mm -hmm. again so you put it up there in the booth with you, you put your headphones on and then there's a monitor right beside you so you watch the monitor you see the little scene that you're going to be doing adr for and then they play it once and then they play it again and you hear beep 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 and after the third beep that's when you're supposed to go so it's a setup so it's just interesting to me when I do ADR my director always makes me feel so good she's like oh kitty you killed it sorry about that it's my phone you she's like you're so good at this you know you come in you knock it out we're done with you in no time and I was like not everybody she's like are you kidding me it's a headache and a half some people you know yeah, some I, people I don't know are good, they just can't get it on the marker I don't know so people have told me that I should do um, voiceovers because I have such an excellent voice <laughs> Wait, that I mean, was that's not hilarious. supposed to be funny. Um, <laughs> no, looping, just so I can tell you really oh, yeah, quickly. Let's go with looping, that. the difference is that's ADR, and then looping is um, creating like a, um, a background or a, um, 
an ambiance. I had to do um, okay. looping one time for Method and Red um, when that was on the Fox channel. Mm -hmm. I got to be this voiceover that was like the car generated or whatever, whatever. But in addition to that, there are parts in the show where you have extras walking around doing their thing. So you become the extras where you're milling around. It's or, like a vocal oh, yeah. extra. Exactly. Right? Okay. Like vocal and extra. so okay. they have these loop groups mm -hmm. apparently exactly. they're called and you yeah, can get into one of those. these they're like a little tight-knit exactly. group and if you can get into one of these apparently you can deal. make a ton of money yes, hmm. because you just go from film to film exactly being background noise being whatever you know cheering or, right. or whatever, exactly. That's what whatever they it's need like a big chart big uh group of people and they're all sitting in you know in the stands or whatever that's exactly right you go and you know you you would be a part of the stand so you're screaming you're cheering on the team or whatever it calls for but yeah it's like a back it's like an extra or a background well, if you were going, you were saying that you're interested in doing some in front of the camera work. Mm, so, what kind of, of um, characters do you think that you could play very well? The funny part is, I was pursuing acting really, really hard, if you will, <laughs> for lack of a better word. But I, I, I just thought I was doing too much. You know, my son and I are writing a children's book. Oh, I'm um, creating an, my own animated series mm -hmm. with a group of guys that are already uh, the creators of Boondocks. Oh, okay. Um, Aaron mm -hmm. Magruder, his um, mm -hmm. uh, illustrator, I guess you call him, or whatever. He and I and another guy is this com uh, hilarious comedian that's on um, Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon. Mm -hmm. His name's Atheon. So the three of us have created our own group, and we're creating our own. And I just felt like I had a lot on my plate. And right. so acting had become, I just didn't feel like everything was coming around full circle because I was spreading mm -hmm. myself too thin. Um, so I kind of put that on the back burner, and hosting is what I think that, um, because I've already been successful at it. I've done a show for close to five years hosting. Granted, I was not me, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I still did it. It was successful, mm -hmm. and I think that I can make a living out of doing that as well. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And Okay, baby. <laughs> so I did that. I mean, I'm doing that. I go to um, auditions for hosting, and then I, anything that has to do with my voice, I, you know, mm -hmm. voiceovers. I do radio. I have my own podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I am an, on XM. What, wait, what's your own podcast? How do people find that? Oh gosh, go to urbannetwork.com. Uh -huh. It's actually a magazine that they've now converted into a digital magazine. It's like an industry magazine. Um, you wouldn't find it on the newsstands, but they're trying to, to step it up and create that buzz where they would be competing with the XXLs and the Source. Um, it's, it's, uh, okay. it's based primarily on hip-hop and R&B music, but it's more, as I said, like an industry. So it's like a billboard. You know, you open mm -hmm. it up for stats and stuff like that, but it has very good interviews and stuff with it. And now that it's digital, they've expanded and done all kinds of stuff and Radio One actually um, owns two of the stations, the radio stations that Urban Network now. I mean, you know, they're Radio One stations, but Urban Network owns them, and they're satellite. It's like the wave of the future. You know, it's not. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, they're not satellite. We're looking to do that actually. It's um, internet, so it's uh -huh. extraterrestrial, and it's, right. like, it's amazing. You just go online and you click on, and you got free radio. But my podcast is an hour long, and I'm going to call it the Meow Mix. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to have um, an animated thing on there as well called Angels Charlies. Um, so, you know, put a little spin Angels on that. Angels Charlie's. That's interesting. Angels Charlie's. Yeah. That's interesting. I have a question just from a <coughs> filmmaker standpoint. Okay. Let's say I wanted to get some voice talent. Like, uh. Uh, like when I see a movie, from, or when there's a trailer for a movie, and it says coming this summer, and I have this, I hear this voice, and I'm oh like, I gosh. want that guy. Right. How do I go about getting the person? Or, That's a good question. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I guess I would go online and Google... I mean, thank God for Google, right? Just um, famous voiceover people or voice, mm -hmm. voiceover talent. 
Um, and then I, I can I listen look. online to people to voiceover talents? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Def there are lots of sites that exist. Um, do you have mm -hmm. your voiceover online? Uh huh. And where can where someone go to listen it? to that? To oh, but it's <coughs> under construction. Of course. Oh, it's under construction. <laughs> right. What about it's your agency? Do they? Have yeah, something? they do. As a matter of fact, I don't know what it is. Maybe though. we'll put a link on our website. What, what's you your agency? I seven. Imperium seven. Imperium seven. So mm -hmm. Imperium seven dot com. That's it. And that's with an I M. Go on. P E R I U M dash seven. The number seven. Not. Don't write it out. The lead. You know. The number number. Um, dot com. And yeah. when you okay. make a voice tape, I mean, they're probably not tapes anymore. They're I don't know reels. whether they are. They're, it's like Audio a real reel. voice reel. Uh -huh. um, how do you go about doing that? Do you say, oh, I can do 10 different characters and I'm going to try and do them here? Yeah. That's basically you can, it? I would, if I would suggest personally, the way that mine is set up, and I had a professional from New York do it. He works at Sirius Satellite Radio. He just was turned out to be a really good friend. I was in New York and he just hooked me up his studio in his house through his computer. Everybody does everything through computer these days. And so I just went over there and he gave me some copy and we broke it up into three parts. There's what do you mean copy? Sorry to interrupt you. Copy, same thing as script. Script, okay. Mm -hmm. So No, no problem. So three ways we broke it up into um, what do you call it um, national ads so that what we spoke about earlier in terms of my vernacular and my um, different cadence and emphasis on different words or whatever sounds more Americanized or more um, crossover mm -hmm. so I do you know I just read ads for different advertising you know some made up so stuff. you read some stuff that's made up or maybe even some stuff that's already out there exactly and, and just to demo how what you're capable you, what you of, right, and how you should And sound. so you said there's like national ads, and then we what did other the kind of things ads, Then we did car characters, the mm -hmm. characters that I come up with on my own or that I already possess. So I did Trixie, I did Tarani, I did Cedar, mm -hmm. I did Orlam, and then, you know, like a little Takina. Mm -hmm. I like her. Well, so, what about, um, I mean, you've got a, a background in Fr French. You spent mm -hmm. a, a year or so in France when you were very young. Well, I mean, you, you have facility with it, so how comfortable? would you be if some French company or you know French Canadian company were to call you and ask you to do something um, for them I would work really hard at the accent I would probably go buy something I mean if they were already like ready to hire me as mm -hmm. opposed to just an audition I mean I still I would I do research and, and try to prepare for all my auditions if possible you know mm -hmm. if you have the time because they're pretty often so you don't always have time to do that but I would prepare for that because okay. Jesse is talking about when I was like two, y'all. So <laughs> right, uh, come well, on. but yeah. you know, like I'm sure she still has an excellent I mean, French I accent. Do, I can yeah. imitate, but <laughs> I've never. I bet you, know. you probably just have to dive in there sometimes. So That's don't you all. get an audition? That's what I like, hate. We need it. a French accent, and there you right. go. You and just gotta like, go, right? Yeah, because the good news about my agency is I love them to death. I've gone in for older Chinese ladies, you know okay, what I mean, like good. old, you know, mm -hmm. or, or little good. Hawaiian boys mm -hmm. or whatever, so mm -hmm. they definitely do not, you know, mm -hmm. stick me in a box and say, oh, you can only do women or you can only do African-American mm -hmm. women or whatever. Have you, you done know. any uh, work with uh, improv? Yeah, a because bit. I find I think that that would probably come in really handy. Any kind of improvisation that oh, you definitely. could do. Well, because you know, definitely. this is actually what I was going. To do. I'm wondering if you'd mind doing an Im improv for us um, right now, because Joel and I were having a little argument. Uh, because what I'm interested in, and Joel has an interest in this too, in making sure that you young filmmakers out there, emerging filmmakers, are able to find a space for themselves where you can advertise 
your products well, you know, on our site. Well, you know, nothing is bigger than MySpace right now. MySpace. It's retarded. Mm -hmm. And I'm like the last of the Mohicans over here. I'm so opposed to it. But I think that's because of my perception of it. Everybody that is in the industry, you know, has told me that it's an excellent way for networking and opportunity. So I'm going to look at it. Sure, we invite you to go to our MySpace place. See what I mean? uh, <laughs> right. If you go to, I think it's under Joel Marshall. Um, I, there's someone else who has film shots already, oh, no. and I think they take pictures of uh, people, and the glamour photos uh -huh. of people, so they look like they're in the movies. But if you go to the <laughs> MySpace and look for Joel Marshall, I think you'll be able to find film shots. Oh, um, but that is a good way. But also, we, we want to start offering advertisement for filmmakers out there. We're going to add, uh, offer advertisement at probably a reduced rate for young filmmakers, people who are editors who want to advertise their talents, uh, people who are uh, just anybody in the industry that wants to let other industry people know they're out there. So mm -hmm. contact us at filmshots at filmshots.net if you're interested in doing that and we'll start a dialogue about that. Yeah. Um, I think we need to wrap it up. Are we done? You think? Already? Were you, were you, oh, you were going to ask her to do some kind of improvisation. Well, I was, I was thinking to about, this. yeah, to, to just do an improv on, on that. A, a little what commercial. What if I was improv on your I commercial? Yeah, just um, how, how would you, let's say that you were, what would you say to attract a young filmmaker to advertise on our site? What kind of thing could you do? That's, that's your assignment, should I you see. decide to accept it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh wow! I guess I'd be uh, right copy like. Um, how good are you? You know, how good are your skills? How good are you? How good are you at what you do? Do you really like what you do? You know, ask a bunch of questions, throw them out there, and get people's attention. You know, do you really love what you do? Do you really want to make sure that you make a career out of it? So well, how would how would Cedar invite somebody yeah. to advertise? Um, I know y'all hip to film shots. I know y'all heard about it. And if you didn't, then you need to get hip because it's the new thing, baby. <laughs> Miss Cedar all over every day, all day, okay? So you, your mama, your sister, yeah, your little cousin down the street, go on, get them. Tell them come around there and check film shots out. It's not a game, baby. And it's the next big thing. All you heard right. me? All right. All right. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> and on that note, um, I think we need to go to our... Um, film Bites. Film Bites. I've got one. Okay. Um, of course, I'm stealing it from Kitty here. Um, <laughs> That's, cool. That's a lot one of the of things them. that she said that I that really uh, meant something to me okay. is, don't think too much. Yeah. Just get out there and do some stuff. Don't right. spend so much time preparing in your head or deciding whether it's the right thing to do or yeah. talking to people and asking them, is this the right thing to do? Just do something. Right. Do something. And don't think too much about it. And that's not to say don't put any thought into it at all. Right. I mean, you know, you want some type of, you know, you want continuity. You want it to make sense. You want for you not to be out there all day and just shooting for nothing. But you don't want to yeah, spend you your whole life spend, thinking. You really don't. Because no. um, then your whole life is not your life. It's gone. <laughs> it's <laughs> You're gone. looking kind of crazy. And, and I know this from experienced people. That's why I'm telling you. Because I think way too hard about things. But that's just in I think life. a lot of us do. I think I think way too I hard do about too. stuff. And I really hate it about myself. <laughs> you well, know? my, um film bite um, also relates to this and in particular to um, the kinds of things that Kitty is working on right now and that's new technology mm. um, and I just want to make sure that people understand that old celluloid film is not the only way to go <clears throat> to understand that <clears throat> 
Acting is not the only way to go. There are a number of different ways that you can get involved and um, um, pursue a career in this industry. Voiceover is one. Podcasts are, are another. Radio has come into it big time, so voiceovers are, are definitely um, there. But push yourself. I think that that is one of the main things that Kitty is doing now. She's out there pushing herself on a broad variety of uh, platforms. And that's what you have to do. Don't be a platform snob. <laughs> Broaden yourself. That sounds good. Right. That's really good advice. You're okay. Up. Es todo? Es todo. Si. Merci bien. If you would like to do a film bite, you don't have to. It's oh, good. me? Yes. If you want to. Oh, you um, to. Um, 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 I would say to research, research, research. I think a lot of times, especially in this day and age where people see these new celebrities as just overnight stars and they'd have no clue as to what it took or what sacrifices went into them becoming these stars or even people that have been you know, blessed enough to be overnight stars or whatever. I, I, I just really think it's important that you not fool yourself into believing that with $200 in your pocket and a plane ticket out to LA, you're just gonna make it happen. And you know, no matter what you're, mm -hmm. whether you're a filmmaker or actor or whatever, you have to do the research. You have to go online, you have to ask people, you have to buy books, you have to know what you're talking about. Even you know? what Kitty was saying too about how when you go in to do a voiceover audition, it's best to know what's gonna be there when I walk through the door. Exactly. Talk to somebody who's been there before exactly. so they can say there's gonna be a mic here, gonna be people behind a window. Right. What do you need to do before you get there? What right. are you going to expect? Because a lot of the, I think a lot of the fear in this industry is the unknown. And mm -hmm. it's probably right. a lot of the fear everywhere. Mm -hmm. So the more you can know about what's going to be there when you get there mm -hmm. the better off you are yeah definitely be prepared. all right y'all be prepared <coughs> and, and we we're we prepared and we're also out right now <laughs> <laughs> right. so right. thanks for listening to film shots and for if sure. you want to have a question for kitty email us at filmshots at filmshots.net all right and we are i love out. kitty y'all i'm telling y'all that now <laughs> and okay. i love my uncle jesse that's uncle jesse and uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you soon bye